0: Tonight, the Darksaber is a bad toy. Anson Mount wants to hear from outer space, Ajit Pai goes by, and remember Star Trek producer Herb Solo and Darth Vader, David Prowse. All that and more on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse, tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 104 of Multiverse Tonight, the sci-fi edition. I'm of course, as uh, said, your host, Tom Townley. And, well, there's not really that much to say. You know, Jessica went through uh, the uh, Thanksgiving Black Friday week and boy are my legs tired. Uh, I worked a really nasty schedule. I was on for six days. I had a day off. I was on for two more days, had another day off, and then I was on for two more days. So, it was on, off, on, off, on, off, not getting any kind of, you know, really proper rest, you know, like several days in a r- you know, a couple days in a row, but that's always kind of, you know, how work goes in retail. Um, I did consider not doing an episode this week. I considered, like, you know, maybe we should take a break, but... You know, I was already, I already had the sci-fi edition done, you know, and I thought, you know, well, I'll just, you know, get done what I get done, you know, maybe we'll take next week off, next week off, or maybe, you know, oh, what is, you know, today's the very end of December, excuse me for bumping the mic there, um, I don't know, maybe i will take the week after Christmas off, you know. Maybe, you know, just, uh, say, you know, thanks for, thanks, thanks for thinking of me, you know, have a wonderful year, and just take that day off. Maybe, I'll see. Anyway, um, let's get on with the Star Wars news. The High Republic series will feature at least one familiar face, Yoda albeit uh, one that's a couple of hundred years younger than he is in the movies. IDW released a preview of the much younger Yoda in the first issue of Star Wars The High Republic Adventures number 1 aboard a ship called the Starhopper, taking some Padawans on a field trip. When the ship is called out on a rescue mission, Yoda has to guide his students through the problem. The issue is written by Daniel jo- Jose Older with art by, he- by Harvey Tullabao, and colors by Rebecca Nolte, and will be out in February. The Force is with one Darth Vader helmet. This screen-used helmet was recovered by police, according to TMZ. Police arrested a 38-year-old man for allegedly breaking into J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Productions building in Santa Monica, California. The man made off with a pile of Star Wars memorabilia, including a Star Trooper helmet and the aforementioned Vader helmet. Uh, the man was easy to find as he was pushing the stolen goods down the street in a shopping cart not far away. All of the items returned to Bad Robot unharmed. You know, and I know some people have, have you know, mixed feelings about J.J. Abrams, but at, at least, you know, may- maybe he should lock those up a little better. you know, or at least, you know, get a Sith Lord to guard the helmet. The Star Wars Rise of the Resistance ride has won an award from the Themed Entertainment Association, or T. T. said about the ride that was, quote, the most technologically advanced theme park attraction in existence today. The entire attraction, from front to back, is one massive magic trick that leaves writers gobsmacked and represents the absolute pinnacle of how our industry can entertain an audience at a theme park, uh, the uh, TEA said. The ride was, uh, is in, Cal- in Florida has opened up with restrictions, but the California version has been closed as the state has you know had to keep Disneyland closed for most of 2020 and probably for the beginning of 2021. My thoughts go out to all those who have been laid off. hey uh, Mandalorian producers Anthony Daniels would like to speak with you. The c3po actor told comicbook.com that he would love to make an appearance on The Mandalorian or any other Star Wars show. The legendary actor said, quote, I would like to appear in all of them. In all of the new shows, I would like to appear in The Mandalorian. Dave Filoni should be listening to us now. You have to realize there's something coming up before Christmas, but I'm not allowed to say anything about anything until it happens, okay? So the fact that I was in a studio some months ago is a little surprising, and Disney will be cutting off my feed any moment for mentioning the word studio and project, but I haven't said what it is. So that's for this year, and who knows about next year. Stay tuned, unquote. And I wonder if he was talking about the uh, Star Wars Lego holiday special that they just put out on Disney+. You know, I haven't sat down to watch it, but it looks kind of interesting. Maybe there's another secret project. Maybe they should bring back the droids cartoon. That that would give him something to do. The Mandalorian Dark t- Dark Saber toy has found itself on a very dubious list. Every year, Watch, which stands for World Against Toys Causing Harm, Incorporated, put out puts out its ten worst toys list. And uh, for the 2020 list, there are uh, a lot of toys, including the aforementioned Mandalorian Darksaber. On this list is a Marvel Avengers Vibranium Power FX Claw, which uh, they say, which uh, has, uh, they worry about kids hitting or swinging at people or animals with it. It's being sold for, sold, you know, with a rating of five, five and over. The Calico Critters Nursery Friends, uh, this of Cute Critters is labeled three and plus with a throwaway packaging. However, Uh, It's a flocked animal, and yeah, those can break off and become choking hazards. There's a missile launcher from Toy Smith, uh, aimed at five-year-olds. Now, of course, uh, that's potential eye and facial injuries. There's Gloria Owl by Jelly Cat. This uh, cuddly plush owl is sold for babies as young as 12 months old. And nevertheless, it has long fiber-like hair, which is not adequately rooted. Of course, you can pull it off. Kids can eat it. There's the W.W. Jumbo Superstar Fist. Well, of course, you know, kids hitting each other with blunt objects. The Scientific Explorer Sci-Fi Slime. This Supreme Slime Lab is marketed for children to create globs of gross, gloopy goop. And, of course, there's a zinc sulfide pouch in there, which may cause eye, skin, and respiratory irritation harmful if swallowed. And we all know kids like to, you know, put everything in their mouth. The original Boomerang Air Active Stunt UFO for children. Of course, uh, guess what? Getting a, da- getting a propeller to the head. Boom City Raiders Starter Pack. The Boom City race cars are sold with a rip-card launcher for children as young as four. The manufacturer provides numerous warnings, cautions, calling not to aim at eyes or face. The My Sweet Lot Love Lots to Love Baby Minis. This uh, mini baby set comes with... Uh, accessories for doll use only, but sold for two years old with a slender, rigid spoon is approximately two and a half inches of course kids can put in their mouth and try to swallow. And, of course, the Mandalorian Darksaber. Guess what what their problem with this is, folks? Young children are encouraged to swing for battle with this ancient black-bladed lightsaber made of rigid plastic with the potential for facial and other impact injuries. You know, of course... Kids don't have money, adults do, so it's up to the adults not to buy these things. Just saying. Now, let's go to the Star Trek news. And uh, we begin Star Trek news with Anson Mount, Strange New World's Captain Pike, who is uh, joining a real search for alien life. Mount has announced that he's joining the board of METI, which stands for Messaging Extraterrestrial Life. The International Nonprofit Research Organization creates and transmits messages out into space, searching for life on other planets. In this statement, Anson said, quote, It is a distinct privilege to be asked to join the outstanding scientists, artists, and innovators that make up the Medi-team. I look forward to helping this organization expand its footprint in our cultural landscape and educate the general public about our endeavors to connect with extraterrestrial life intelligence through scientific methods, as we continue to grapple with the implications of this work. As a Starfleet captain, it brings me unbridled joy to be able to say that I am actually sending out a hail, Now, METI is an extension of SETI, the search for extraterrestrial life, and uh, as you may have heard uh, recently, the Arecibo telescope in uh, Puerto Rico has been damaged beyond repair, so, you know, that's going to hamper their efforts, but... Good luck. Of course, if this is all simulation, there's nothing actually out there, and maybe the programmer will just send back a message. Who knows? Anyway. Noah Hawley's Star Trek movie won't be happening anytime soon. I know, you're shocked. The director told Deadline.com in an interview. He told the site when asked if Star Trek was still in the cards at the new Emma Watts run, Paramount, and... He he said it didn't appear to be quote in the immediate future. I think when Emma came in, she took a look at the franchise and wanted to go in a different direction with it. But you know, life is long. We were very close to production, but in this business, that doesn't mean much. You got to get it out of the gate to be in the race, if you know what I mean. Unquote. Yeah, I I take that to mean that don't hold your breath. Star Trek is probably just going to be a TV bound Enterprise. For the foreseeable future, which I'm okay with, you know, as long as they produce you know good intelligent stuff. Now, uh, speaking of good and intelligent, Sir Patrick Stewart and Eugene Rod Roddenberry have been honored by the Young Artist Academy. Patrick Stewart was given the Lifetime Achievement Award, which was presented by Jonathan Frakes, and Rod Roddenberry was uh, was uh, honored by Sir Ian McKellen. Well, excuse me. Rod Runbury and Serene McKellen was honored with a contribution to Science Award presented by George Decay. The Young Artists Academy is a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating, protect, protecting, and mentoring young artists in Hollywood. The virtual presentation is now on YouTube. Viacom CBS said this past Wednesday that it has acquired agreed to sell book publisher Simon and Schuster. To Penguin Random House for $2.175 billion in cash. Now, Simon Schuster is home to authors like Stephen King, Arl Stein, and the Star Trek library of books for decades now. And there's new ownership. Simon Schuster will be run as a separate entity from Penguin Random House. So basically, CBS just sold off the publishing arm, but it's still going to, they're still going to be dealing directly with Simon Schuster. So who knows how this will affect, you know, book releases in the upcoming year. So I guess we'll just have to, you know, stay tuned. Let's go on to the Geek News. And we begin Geek News with Blade Runner. Now Blade Runner will be getting a new origin comic in a new series from Titan Comics. The comic series will be called Blade Runner Origins and will be set a decade before the events of the Ridley Scott movie. The year is 2009 and LAPD Detective Cal is investigating the suspicious death of a scientist inside the Tyrell, Corpor- Tyrell Corporation, which might be not be the suicide it was reported as. The series is written by Mello Brown, Kay Perkins, and Mike Johnson with art by Fernando De- Degino Dagino told the Hollywood Reporter, quote, The cybernoir world developed in this masterpiece movie has forged my imagination ever since I was a kid. As an artist, I felt privileged to be expanding this dark and complex universe and honored to be part of its history, contributing together with a fantastic team of creators to imagine this unique prequel that will not only answer questions to the origins of the series, but also link, as any speculative sci-fi sh- story should, with modern-day conflicts and concerns, unquote. Now, Blade Runner Origin comes out to comic book stores on digi- and digital format on February 24th. FCC Chairman Ashut Pai will be leaving when the new Biden administration takes office on January 20th. Pai has been the fed- on the Federal C- Communication Commission since 2012, becoming the chairman during the Trump administration. Now, Mr. Pye's most controversial move during his term has been the scuttling of the net neutrality rules. It's expected that the new Democratic majority on the commission will reinstate those rules. John Berriman will be returning to Doctor Who for this year's Christmas special. Berriman's Captain Jack Harkness hasn't been seen since Torchwood ended in 2011, although he did make a brief appearance in season Season 12's Episode 5, Fugitive of the Jadoon. This year's special will be called Revolution of the Daleks, and we'll see Captain Jack helping out the 13th Doctor and her companions as they uncover a plan by the Daleks, with the Doctor locked up in a space prison. It is up to Jack to save the Earth. In a statement, John Berman said, quote, Putting it on Jack's coat and setting foot on the set, back on the set of Doctor Who, was just like going back home. It's always thrilling to play Captain Jack. He's a character very close to my heart, who changed my life. And to know the fans love him as much as I do makes his return even sweeter. I hope everything, everyone enjoys Jack's heroic adventure with thirteen. Hmm. That might be uh, an interesting thing to watch. Director and screenwriter Chris Columbus, speaking with Collider, revealed that he has a script for Gremlins 3, all written, and that if he were to make it today, the Gremlins would still be remain performed by puppets and not done in CGI. He said, quote, I would love to do it. I wrote a script, so there is an existing script. We're working out some rights issues right now, so we're just trying to figure out when the best time to make that film would be. I would still do it the same way. I would do it as tangible puppets, not CGI, maybe having, you know, we had one stop-motion scene in the first Gremlins, but I don't think I'd use much CGI in Gremlins 3, unquote. Now, so far, there's been really no movement toward the third movie. However, a prequel series called Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai is currently in development at HBO Max and will debut in 2021. The 2021 Hugo Awards, which are handed out at the 79th World Science Fiction Convention, will have a new category: Best Video Game. This special category was created by the 2021 organizer of the con, Discon 3. Now, Discon 3 co-chairman Colette Fuzzard, in the announcing the in the announcement statement, said, "Quote: Since early 2020, many of us have spent more time gaming than we ever expected." This award award will offer fans an opportunity to celebrate the games that have been meaningful, joyful, and exceptional over this past year, Now, the Hugo Study Committee is considering making the category permanent. The 79th World Science Fiction Convention will take place in Washington, D.C. from August 25th to to August 29th, 2021. And if you ever want to see what one of those looks like, uh, go over to uh, Sci Fi for Me's uh, YouTube page. They have, they uh, did the convention back when it was in Kansas City. So you can basically see, you know, what kind of goes on at a convention like that. I highly recommend going over there. And finally tonight, Star Trek producer Herbert F. Solo has passed away at the age of 89. Herb will be best known to as the producer who sold NBC on Star Trek. Now, he was hired by Lucille Ball to revive Desi Lu Studios after she had divorced Desi Arnaz. During his tenure there, he produced Star Trek, Mission Impossible, and Manix. Mission Impossible and Manix, he sold those to CBS, but CBS already had Lost in Space, so they weren't interested in Star Trek. So he turned to NBC, where he had previously worked as a teleagent and director of daytime programming, and sold the show to them. Now, Solo was a big believer in Ron Berry's vision for Star Trek and helped him refine the show's pitch, even when other Desilu execs war- warned Lucy that the show would be an expensive disaster. He and Gene convinced Lucy to proceed with it. He later worked for MDM Studios in 1996. Herb, along with uh, Robert Justman, wrote Inside Star Trek, The Real Story. Herb Solo died on November 19th at the age of 89 we also remember the original Darth Vader, David Prowse. David was born in Bristol, England on July 1st, 1935, and as a boy he was disadvantaged when it came to schooling, but he soon found a passion for bodybuilding and went on to win the British weightlifting competition uh, several times in the 60s. His broad physique and towering figure would lend well to his new role in acting. He first appeared in the 1956 episode of The Edge of Night, Now, during his uh, pre-Star Wars career, he acted in the 60s Casino Royale movie, The Beverly Hillbillies, The Saint, The Horror of Frankenstein, A Clockwork Orange, Doctor Who, The Tomorrow People, Little House on the Prairie, and Space 1999. But it was 1977 in which he would play his most famous role as Darth Vader. Now, he had been offered the choice of Vader or Chewbacca, but... Because he didn't understand the character of Chewbacca and he always knew that villains are always remembered, he chose the part of the Dark Lord. He was physically perfect for the part, but his English accent was deemed less than ideal, so his lines were dubbed later by American actor James Earl Jones. Now, he would come back the play Vader for Empire and Jedi, but even though he was told that he would finally be seen in Return of the Jedi, he was replaced in the big unmasking scene by Sebastian Shaw. Now even though he suffered those indignities, he was a big supporter of the Star Trek Star Wars fan community, even being named an honorary member of the famous five hundred First, First Legion costuming club. Now, other than uh, Star Wars, he also appeared in The Checker's Guide to the Galaxy, The Benny Hill Show, and many other appearances. His final acting appearance was in a show called Mission Backup Earth in 2016. In 2000, he, w- he was made a member of the Order of the British Empire for service to his charity and to road safety. Prowse suffered from arthritis for much of his life, and in 2001, his arms became paralyzed and he was nearly killed by an infection. He also had a battle with prostate cancer in March of 2009 and retired from public appearances in 2016. According to his daughter, Prowse passed away this past Sunday after a bout with COVID-19. He was 85. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute some money, please visit mtpodcast.com to go to the coffee, Patreon, or glow.fm links and, or visit Multiverse Tonight and hit the, that support me link at the top of the page. And be sure to come over to multiversetonight.com. Check out the affiliate marketplace links, the link to the Tea public store, our show notes, and so much more. If you're a subscriber, be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please. Be sure to subscribe and leave me with some feedback. Let, let me know how we're doing. You know, All I want to do is know. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Now, thanks for watching the Sci-Fi Edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in just a couple of days with a brand new comic book edition and two more weeks for a brand new Sci-Fi Edition. Now, please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Fake Genre Productions, copyright 2020, all rights reserved.